to somebody and give them a big hug. Somebody give them a big hug. Just give them a big old hug. goodness well since she's standing up and I don't get her here very much Miss Trisha Lou go ahead and stand up for me real quick hurry my lovely bride is with me tonight yay I saw a deal today that made me think of us in our marriage it had this guy and he was in bed with his wife and he was leaned over and she was still sleeping it says do you ever just wake up and look at your wife while she's still sleeping and think to yourself, man, she's lucky. <laughs> Come on. Could I get a witness in this house? <laughs> yes. I mean, anybody that can make fat look this good, that woman's lucky to have me. I promise you. What an honor it is. Now listen, hey, you can drop that wetness, whatever it is. I think you got a little wet going on. I want to uh, remind you, I was sitting here watching, and DA, I know you don't need no reminding, but I looked at your face, and I knew that the Lord was just loving on you. Nine years ago, you answered a call to do something. I know you personally. It's the last thing you want to do. If there's an idiot alive who wants to pastor, they've lost their mind. You hear me? You can sit out there and look at me and go, oh, you shouldn't be that honest. I'm telling you, come and try to hurt a bunch of people that want to complain over the color of carpet. Ain't nobody really wants to pastor, but especially when God's been using you on the road and you're traveling everywhere and you get to go in and hit them in the mouth and leave and leave it with the pastor. But nine years ago, you tell me if I'm wrong, if I misunderstood you, but you told me that the Lord told you to go after the ones that nobody else wanted and God would send you the ones that everybody wanted. I was thinking nine years later and everyone I saw at this altar was the ones that everybody's been wanting. God just doing stuff in you, just loving on you. You listen to me in this place today. This God is going to use this place in a mighty way. To whatever you do in this place, don't you ever allow religion to get in your way. If you're here, listen to me. Listen to me. If you're in this place tonight and you're sitting there going, oh my goodness, what time is it and we got to hurry? Then why are you here? Hello? I'm being straight up honest with you. If we ever get to the place that we're worried about what time it is when God's healing brokenness, we need to take a look at ourselves and fall on our face before God and say, God, set me free and forgive me. Woo! And make no mistake about it, God was healing brokenness in this place today. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go with me to Ezekiel. Not Ezekiel, I lied. They say that's why you need glasses. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ecclesiastes. Sounds like something I wear when I work out. (laughs) 
My wife saw me in spandex one time. She said, I look like a can of biscuits that popped open. Just rolls everywhere. <laughs> Hi, Jojo. Hey. My Lord, look at there. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Won't keep you long tonight. Going to be short and to the point. <clears throat> I want to share with you tonight about seasons in our life. You can ask Pastor Dennis. Very seldom have I ever called you. I believe that's correct, DA. But I called Dennis and I said, I would like to come and speak Thursday night. I said, I have a word that I would like to share. So I believe tonight, well, I don't believe, I know that this word is for you in this house tonight. So make sure you grab a hold of this. Listen carefully. Whatever you do, don't discount it. Don't get discombobulated and think about something else. So let's pray over it. Father, we thank you for what you're about to do in this place. Holy Spirit, I thank you for what you've already done. Man, I just that's just so cool, God. Just seeing hope come to hopeless situations. Mm, thank you. I'll never get tired of seeing it. Father, I ask you tonight that you would remove everything that would be in my opinion. Just get it out of the way. And, and Father, but let them hear you. Everything that you, Father, if, if it's you, I want it to find a home within them. Because, Father, your word always brings life. So I want life for them in this place tonight. Now, Father, we honor you and we praise you in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Seasons. How many of you in here are winter people? Raise your hands. Is there any winter people? Y'all are the devil. All right. Listen to me. I'd be okay if I never in my entire life, Tony, if I never saw 30 degrees again unless I was snow skiing, I'd be the finest, happiest fat man that ever lived because I hate cold weather, especially when you live in Lubbock, Texas, when there's nothing between you and the North Pole but a barbed wire fence and the wind's blowing 60 miles an hour, and you're going, why do I live here? I hate winter. That is not my season. And I really don't have the body for summer, summer, but I like it. When I leave here tonight, I'm going to Destin, Florida. And baby, don't think I ain't going to walk on that beach loud and proud. Do you understand me? I'm just going to be all, I'll send photos, all right? But I want you to know that just because I don't like winter, I have been required to endure some winters in my life, Dennis Aaron. See, there's seasons that are going to come in your life. And if you come to a season in your life and you just say, oh, it's just so horrible, I just hate it, and I'm just going to quit because this isn't my cup of tea. Suck it up, buttercup. God wants to do something in you. There's a different season coming soon. We've just got to have the courage to walk through the season we're in. Hello? Oh, let's read on. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. There's a time for everything. You know what that means? There's a time for eating bacon. Come on. It's scriptural. Come on. Next time your cardiologist says you can't eat no more bacon, so die behind me, devil. 
There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. I like that one. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. I'm going to read that one one more time. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent. Oh, I'm not very good at that one. And a time to speak. A time to love. Cat, would you give me an amen on that? Because I know you ain't very good at that either. About a time to be silent. So praise Jesus. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. You guys ever read Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and thought to yourself, man alive, God was really descriptive there and wanted me to understand that there's a time for everything. Amen? So I was out in my yard, and listen, there's always a story that comes with me and because that's I'm simple. Do you understand? God has to show me things. When I'm not a reader, all right? When they come out with DVDs, I thought, why would we ever have another book? I can watch it. I don't need to. Because so, I'm a visual learner. Do you understand? So God shows me things visually. So we're in the yard. Y'all know we bought this house in Fort Worth. Okay, and some of y'all thinking, what in the world does buying a house in Fort Worth have to do with the time and a season? Bear with me. We'll get there. So anyway, we bought this house. Now listen to me. If any of you that love me in this place ever hear that I'm going to buy another house, the first question you're going to ask me is, Ray, has it been landscaped? If my answer is no, you are to hit me right in the mouth, tie me down, and say, you can't buy that house. Because Trish and I must love each other because we're still married because we've been landscaping that house together. And I promise you, there was a time to repent for some of the things that I said. <coughs> There was nothing. We got there, and we got this beautiful house. And Man, I mean, it come a rain, and there's mud everywhere. And here comes Miss Tricia. Now, listen to me. I'm going to promise you, my wife will look like a little banny rooster when she's mad, all right? And she's here. I'm not saying it behind her back. I'm telling you the truth. This is the way she come in the house. I knew that this was not going to be one of the talks that I enjoyed. I knew that this was a time and a season in my life that I was to be silent and watch anything and make sure she had nothing sharp in her hands. Do you understand? Because she understood Ecclesiastes 3 said there's a time to kill. Not today, Margaret. <coughs> so I said, whoa. I said, what's up? She said, let me tell you what's up. She said, I am sick of this mud. I have the house of my dreams. And y'all keep dragging shavings and mud into my house. You've got to do something. You've got to get something in the ground. I said, it's in the middle of winter, Margaret. It, I promise you, Bermuda grass ain't going to grow. 
Now, sometimes you can make sense to somebody, and it don't matter whether it makes sense or not. Do you understand? That day, it didn't matter that I was making sense to my wife that Bermuda wasn't going to grow. She said, I don't care. Find something that will grow and get it out now. Whoa. Whoa. I said, No, I didn't. You're correct. When she turned around, I did. I said, can you want some of this? Plant your own grass. So anyway, I went and I was like, man, what in the world am I going to put out? But I, listen, have y'all ever been tired of somebody griping at you? I'm not being ugly. And I'm not saying it behind her back. She was here. I was just, go ahead, brother. If you have the courage, get them hands up. Praise the Lord. Yes. I said courage, not intelligence. Praise the Lord. But I literally, I was tired of this woman because my lovely bride doesn't know that we're supposed to live in a house. We bought the house and it's supposed to look like a model home every day. Whatever you do, don't get any dirt in the house, my God, because, I mean, nobody needs to know that we live there. I mean, and whatever you do, don't ever drop your underwear right by the shower because, whoa, you'll go to hell. So anyway... I got. I was like, man, what am I going to do? I got to get hurt. I'm sick of hearing her gripe at me about this stupid yard. And I was like, Bermuda ain't going to grow, and I'm not going to go out there and sod it and sit and look at this dead sod and water it all winter long. And so I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll go get me some ryegrass. Woo! I went and got me that ryegrass, y'all. I mean, tell you, I just went to spreading that stuff thick. Do you understand me? And I looked at her and I was like, who's your daddy? I just spread that ryegrass. Come on, baby, say my name. So I got that ryegrass put out. And man, I mean, I began to water it. And I mean to tell you, it was water and water and water. And lo and behold, have y'all ever seen ryegrass that comes up and it's just beautiful? Do you understand? Trisha comes in, she goes... Oh, my goodness, that's the most beautiful yard I've ever seen in my life. I said, <clears throat> it's temporary. <laughs> I said, but don't worry, I'm going to plant some Bermuda under it when it gets warm enough. So I did. Now, listen to me. I went, and I know some of you, bear with me. Remember, I didn't go to preaching school, all right? So I went, and I got the Bermuda grass when, it got, when I knew the, the soil temperature that sounds intelligent, don't I? Actually, I asked Joey Register, when do I need to plant it? And he was told me, well, the soil temperature and the pH level. And this, I was like, shut up, Joey. Just tell me when to put it in the ground. I have no idea. So I went and got the Bermuda, and I put it in, and it mixed it in with all that other stuff. We already had a good stand of the ryegrass, and we just kept watering and watering. Well, lo and behold, you know a different season came, Duke? Did you know it quit being cold and it started being above 60 degrees at night? And my goodness, did you know that that beautiful yard that we had full of ryegrass, did you know that it began to die? Did you say, of course it did? How come I didn't marry you? Because evidently my wife didn't know that. Okay, so again, bear with me. Follow me. I'm in the house. All I want to do is sit in my stretchy pants 
and watch news. That's all I want to do. I don't want to talk to nobody about whether they're going to heaven or hell. I don't want to talk to nobody about whether we need to get a schedule. I want to sit in my stretchy pants and watch the news and maybe eat something unhealthy. Leave me alone. But I see my wife coming in. This is the way she comes. I said, oh, dang it. So I turned the TV down. I said, yeah, babe, what's up? The front yard's dying. You go to hell for lying. That's exactly what she said. She said, the front yard's dying. It looks ugly. We've, and we had put in this little river scene. Now listen to me. See, there's going to be parts of your lives that you've worked really hard at. But you're going to have to walk through a season that looks ugly. Hello? Miss Trisha said, can't you water it? Did you not? That's what I thought. I said, oh yeah, let me water the ryegrass that is meant to die. It ain't going to matter. Do you understand? It was just seasonal. Everything that we put on this stuff is just going to waste it. Now follow me. How many of us have been in a relationship before? Hello? And absolutely, God was saying, let it go. But we just kept watering it. Because we just absolutely knew that we could make something live that was never intended to live in our life. How many of us have grabbed a hold of unforgiveness before in our life and we just kept watering it because we knew we could make this Christian walk and we absolutely didn't have to let it go. And God was going, you've got to let that go. It's seasonal. You need to let it go. There's a time to be angry, but there's a time to forgive. There's a time to love and there's a time to let it go. See, sometimes in your life you got to face the fact that you're wasting your resources on something that God's called you out of hello could you imagine what would happen in our lives today if we differentiated between seasonal things and eternal things hello now y'all look at me I love Miss Tricia she is the love of my life, no questions. She is, but she's lucky to have me. Now, let's don't, let's don't forget that. <laughs> I mean, look, it took me a lot of times on Christian Mingle to find her. I'm just telling you, all right, so. <laughs> I was fixing to go to farmers only, but. Duke. But as much as I love Miss Tricia, I had to be honest with her. As much as I wanted to have a fix right now, I had to be honest with her because guess what? 
I'm only going to hurt her if I continue to pour our financial resources into something that's not intended to be. How many of us in our life is God dealing with us and we can't figure out why we're in a vicious cycle and God's going, because I never asked you to have this in your life forever. When are you going to let it go? Hello? When are you going to let go what your ex-husband did to you? When are you going to let go what your daddy did to you when you were a little girl? Or are you going to continue to pour resources into living in that moment when it was just a season that you walked through? But God says, I'm wanting to kill that season. But see, isn't it amazing? Now, I ain't going to lie to you, Duke. I, I was just like Miss Trisha. Man, I was thinking to myself, and even our neighbors would come over and go, man, y'all's yard, look, y'all have done so, y'all have just done so good with this yard. I remember what it looked like when y'all bought it. Man, I kind of bowed my chest out a little bit, and I was like, yeah, dang skippy we have. I put a little fertilizer on it. I hated to see it go. There's a lot of things in our lives that we're going to hate to see go because we've gotten used to them. Listen to me. Just because you're used to it and comfortable with it doesn't mean God intended it for you. wonder what would happen if we figured out what season we're supposed to be living in right now. Season of letting go. Or a season of holding on. There is a season for everything under the sun. Will you bow your head and close your eyes? I'm done. Simple word tonight. Simple. A time and a season. And as I came... I fully believed that when I walked into this place tonight that I would find people. You've been holding on to a season. You've been watering some things in your life and it don't matter. You can't figure out why it ain't getting better. It's because that they absolutely, they were there for just a little bit. You ain't going to cause it to live by working any harder. You can't pray enough for it to live because God don't want it in your life no more. It don't mean it was bad. It was there for a time. If that's you in this place tonight and you say, Ray, I know. I know. Ain't no doubt, dude. That I've got some things in my life that I just keep holding on to because I'm used to them. And I know that God's telling me, I've got to let them go. The season's changed. Fetch you. I'm not going to ask you to do anything. I ain't going to ask you to move. I just want to see your hand. If that's you, when I count to three, I just want it up. One, two, three. Yeah, get them up. They're everywhere. My goodness, they're everywhere. Anywhere else. Yep, yep. Anybody else? Yes. All over this place, young and old alike. Yes. Now the next question I'm going to ask you will be the most important question that you'll ever be asked. 
Are you absolutely certain that you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Now hear me carefully. I didn't ask you if you went to church and I didn't ask you if you believed in God. Both of those things are incredible things to do. But they're not what I ask you. I ask you, sir or ma'am, do you know that you've received the gift of God? If you're in this place tonight and you go, Ray, cowboy, I ain't got no idea if I'm saved. I got no idea if today were my last day to live, if I'd go to heaven or hell. I ain't got no idea. I don't know about this Jesus you're talking about, but there's something pulling on the inside of me. That amazing grace that you said you were talking about earlier. Ray, I need that amazing grace. I need to be forgiven. If that's you in this place, when I count to three, I'm going to ask you to throw your hand just as high in air as you possibly can. One, two, three. Just raise it up. Yes, 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 yes. Anywhere else? Anywhere else? Anywhere else. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Open your eyes, and if you would, would you stand to your feet all across this place? I want to pray with you in this house tonight. First thing I want to pray with you about quickly is about the season that you know you need to let go. I need to tell you that it's going to hurt and it's going to be ugly for a little bit. But what I didn't tell you about the story is remember the Bermuda that we planted underneath the rye? Oh, do we have the most beautiful yard you've ever seen in your life? All because I didn't go in and just put Roundup on it and go, well, if that's going to die, I'll just kill everything. Just because God is taking something from you, don't miss the blessing that God has. So I'm going to pray for you. Have the courage to stay the course. Have the courage to let that season go, but know that God is bringing a season of beauty into your life. Father, in Jesus' name, Father, there are many in this house tonight. Matter of fact, all over this place, hands shot up, and they know that they've been holding on to a season. It ain't their season to hold on to. You've asked them to let it go. Father, I pray tonight that they would have the courage to say, God, I'm willing to move to the next season. I don't know what it is, God, but if you've called me there, I'm willing to go. Give them the courage tonight to simply say yes to you so that all that ugly stuff, you'll show them what you meant when you said that you'd make beauty out of ashes. Now those of you in this place that said, Ray, I don't know if I've ever accepted Jesus. I'm going to pray a prayer with you tonight. There's no magic in this prayer. None whatsoever. It's all about your heart. The Bible says that man looks on the outside, but God looks upon a man's heart. So tonight, 
I'd like to ask all of you to pray this prayer with me out loud. And those of you that raised your hand and said, Ray, I want to know Jesus. Just mean this with all your heart. And this will be your birthday in heaven. Repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. And I ask you, Lord, to please wash me and cleanse me with your blood that you shed on the cross of Calvary. Today, Lord, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Now be seated.